Hello, everyone. Welcome to our Portraits of Grace podcast. We have another wonderful, special episode here for you guys. We have none other than Sehyung Lee as our guest today. Welcome, Sehyung. What's up? You know, if, when I first heard about this podcast, if you had told me that I was one of the top 10 most interesting people in ELM, I would have said no way. But here I am, podcast number 10. I made it. Uh, I just want to let you know that uh, it's just, uh, we're just going by whoever begrudgingly agrees to be on our show, not by how popular you are. But uh, top, top 10. If, if you want to believe it that way, then that's <laughs> fine with me. <laughs> okay, so Sehyung, uh, I asked you to uh, prepare a little introduction for yourself. Um, what do you have to say to those that might not know you in our congregation? Yeah, so uh, I am a, a child of God. Um, Amen. You know, when uh, I don't know if I ever told you the story, but I once went on a uh, speed dating at our church, and uh, you know, I met sixty women that that day, and you only have two minutes, so you know, you have to really introduce yourself really fast and hit on like the the top three points. So I told these sixty women, you know, one, you know, I went to this school, two, I'm a lawyer, and three, I've been teaching Sunday school for like ten years thinking I hit, you know, the, the top three, right? Like, oh, you know, he's, you know, he loves God and he'll provide for me, you know, and you know, he's smart, right? So, you know, I must have picked, you know, maybe half of those girls, you know, you, you check and then you see how many check you. So, you know, I waited all weekend and even though I had that killer introduction, I got zero matches. So uh, ever since then, I, uh, I just say, you know, I'm a child of God for an introduction. Right, all right. You touched on something that I quickly want to uh, talk about. Um, so you, do you still do Sunday school, by the way? Do you still teach I that? I teach uh, 12th grade boys, 20, 21st year now. I started wow. when I was 19. That's nuts. Because I, I definitely remember being in your class, and I think Steven does too. Um, I did want to ask you something about that. Uh, I don't remember any of your lessons regarding the Bible. But I do remember this. Uh, whenever, like, the 12th grade boys would get, like, you know, fussy or, like, we would start, like, fighting or, like, start talking too much, instead of, like, telling us, oh, like, guys, let's stay on, like, track, you would do this trick, which I found to be really amusing, where you just pull out your wallet and then you start counting your cash, like, dollar or your bills, and just the entire room would become silent within 10 seconds. Can you talk about like how you like came to know that trick? <laughs> you know, it, it's actually um, kind of a lawyer trick. Because <laughs> okay. sometimes you have like runaway witnesses, so you have to get them to stop talking. So, you know, okay. sometimes you, you put up your hand, sometimes you turn off the lights. I tried that once for one group of Sunday school students and it worked so well that I just kept on doing it. So, uh, yeah, but, you know, I, I'd have to say, you know, um, most people don't remember what their Sunday school teacher taught them, but, but what they remember is that they were there and that they cared. So, um, you know, I'm not insulted by the fact you don't remember any of the Bible study lessons. You know, it's just the fact that, you know, we can still, you know, talk, chill out, or, you know, I have former students calling me for legal problems. So, <laughs> you know. It's, it's the relationship and, and the fact that the teacher was there. You know, that, that's mm -hmm. what you remember. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that that and uh, a lot of uh, things that would be considered heretical now. <laughs> uh, you're like, guys, the Trinity isn't real. There's a fourth entity. Like, I vaguely remember something like that. Um, yep. But let's let's not get into that now. <laughs> um, in the questionnaire that we sent you, we asked if you have any special occasions coming up, and you just wrote none. <laughs> you you got you guys really don't have anything to like look forward to any like birthdays or anything like that in your family. But you know, I used to look forward to the first day of school because we'd send our kids to school mm -hmm. and you know it'd be like a holiday. But since they're staying at home uh, virtually. Uh, it's no longer, you know, as joyous of an occasion as it used to be. Um, but other than that, yeah, I mean, you know, my birthday is in September, I guess. But, you know, there, you just can't plan anything special. So you know, there's really nothing that, you know, you can plan or do these days. But, um, what, what are your uh, kids up to these days? Uh, they're watching uh, Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. So we have a subscription to YouTube TV. So we have all 22 seasons of Pokemon. So wow. they've been watching that. Um, but yeah, they, you know, we have a workbook uh, that, that the kids go through in the morning. We try to teach them uh, Korean. They have their music lessons. I tried to get them to do some writing. So my son was doing Harry Potter fan fiction <laughs> um, as his writing. So uh, he, he, he inserted himself into the story. Um, oh, nice. So yeah, so we've been working on that. My daughter does the same thing with uh, Ivy and Bean. It wasn't around when I was a kid, but that's like the new girl series. Yeah, no she idea. Writes what that about is. yeah being friends with them. So yeah, we've been trying to you know keep them somewhat educated during this um, time. Are are your are your kids' uh, fan fiction stories anything like anything good? I I, I myself uh, consider myself a connoisseur of uh, Harry Potter fan fiction, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, any, anything good in, their, in those stories? So, you know, you know, he's obviously, he can't insert himself in the story. So he's not in Gryffindor. He's in Ravenclaw. <laughs> okay. um, and I try to have him, you know, tell stories that, you know, weren't there. So the last thing I had him do was in uh, book two, Chamber of Secrets, when uh, Harry and uh, Ron are in the flying car. Okay. He's in, like, like, the train, trying to figure out where Harry and Ron went and asking people. So... So I made him write like he had six compartments. He had to organize which wizards were in which compartment and then what the conversation was going to be. And then, you know, he'd, he'd write about it. So. Okay. Are there any like, um, like little weird things, you know, like how kids say the darndest things. Are there any like little like weird bits that you found and you were like, Oh, how do I like, how do I even tackle this? No, you know, it's still pretty basic. It's like, you know, I walked into the train, you know, Colin Creevy was there. He asked where Harry was. I said, I don't know. Let's look out the window. We saw a flying car go by, you know, so it's nothing like, okay. you know, super, super literary. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and then let me see. It says here that you recently had to cancel a trip to a national park. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, so our, uh, for our 10th wedding anniversary, my wife and I were going to go to Zion National Park in Utah. So we were going to fly into Vegas, you know, drive there. Uh, and, uh, you know, COVID happened. So, uh, you know, we were waiting, waiting. We we're supposed to go <clears throat> the week after July 4th. So, you know, things were getting better here, but then things were starting to erupt over there. <clears throat> and they, like, closed the bathrooms and closed, like, the, the shuttle service. 
So we thought, you know, with two young kids not having a bathroom all day, just, you know, didn't seem like a good idea. So we shut it down. And so we're thinking about next year's trip. Okay. So I'm always looking to like visit new places. Um, can you tell us why you chose um, Zion National Park? Oh, it's, it's a beautiful national park. They have this, uh, this one area called the Narrows. Okay. It's like uh, a canyon with a river and you're basically walking over the river. So it has a lot of like picturesque scenes. Uh, we were also going to go to Bryce Canyon, which is next door. And they have like, uh, like this astronomy thing at the middle of the night, you look up and you can see like the Milky Way galaxy. So yeah, just a lot of nature. So were you planning like a camping trip or? No, um, uh, I, I can't stand camping, even though my, the rest of my family loves it. So I you know stay at a hotel, you know, do the hiking, come back, relax at the pool, things like that. What do you have against camping? Mosquitoes, bugs, you have to set up everything. You can't regulate the temperature. You have to make like campfires. It's just a lot of work. Gotcha, gotcha. And then, um, oh, real quick, um, I forgot to ask. Uh, so your kids are seeing a lot more of you working from home nowadays, right? Right. I guess like how are they handling that or are they like enjoying it? Or are they kind of like sick of that evening home all the time already? Uh, I mean, they don't really watch me work. Um, they're sort of doing their own thing. So uh, <clears throat> like if I'm doing like a Zoom conference, like sometimes they'll stick their head in and I'll have to shoot them away. Um, <laughs> but other than that, you know, I don't think they really care too much that I'm working from home. They're just doing their own thing. Gotcha, gotcha. And now here's the real question. Is your wife sick of you yet? Oh, my wife could never be sick of me, so, yeah. The, per the perfect godly relationship right there. Right. Oh, yeah. Another, <laughs> another lesson I'm learning from my old Sunday school teacher. Oh, and uh, Stephen has a good question. Uh, so you mentioned that you're a lawyer. Um, how do you settle your kids when they are in an argument or when they're in a fight? Yeah, you'd think I'd do some lawyerly thing, right? But... <clears throat> like usually one of them is crying and then I run over and I yell, what happened? And then the two of them will start accusing each other and then I'll tell them to like go to their corners and that'll be it. <clears throat> so no court proceedings or anything like that? Yeah, no, no, no evidence. <laughs> no, uh, no objections to hearsay, you know. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, let's uh, move on to our next segment. Um, I did warn you that there might be a trivia question section or you might have to answer a question that pastor walton told me not to ask uh which one would you like to do bible trivia bible trivia okay. i think i'm the first one to say bible trivia <laughs> yeah you, you actually are you know, as, um, as part of the uh, deacon training we, we had to like you know we have like a bible test okay so pastor steven said you know maybe look up some bible trivia sites so okay. i've been doing that so i'm ready let's hit it okay <clears throat> Steven is going to put up a 30-second timer. 30 seconds? We're going to do two sets of uh, questions. Okay. Uh, okay, Steven says he's ready. The first question is, name the seven churches mentioned in the Bible. What, you mean in Revelations? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, in Revelations. I have 30 seconds? Uh-huh. Starting now. Uh, I don't know. La Laodicea, uh, yep. Philadelphia. Yep. 
uh, I don't know, Antioch? No. Philippa? I, I got two. Uh, no, you got two. Corinthians, Colossians, I don't know, Thessalonians? Um, think of, uh, think of Bible, like, like Bible books. Uh, sardines? That is one. Yeah, um, Pergamum? Yeah. Uh, Thessalonia? Thessalonia? No. Uh, did I say Philippa already? Uh, Theatina? Okay, time's up. Okay. I, I hear a small voice in the background <laughs> whispering these out to you. But, uh, I, uh, I phoned a friend, my wife was feeding me the answer. <laughs> I'm like, dude, where are you pulling these out from? Because, like, I was, I was gonna be impressed if, you, like, if someone said, like, three. Um, there's Ephesus, that's like the main, uh, main one, and yeah, then I, I even went there. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was in Turkey and I rented a car and drove to Ephesus. Oh, I should have gotten that one. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think um Ephesus, Smyrna, and Philadelphia were, were like the I guess like the easiest ones. <laughs> Smyrna. <laughs> you don't think Smyrna I don't know, I just remember that name from the Bible, but I don't know. But that, that one was kind of tough. Okay. <laughs> um let let's do an easier one. <laughs> Can you put 30 seconds on the uh, clock again, Stephen, please? Okay, Stephen is ready. Okay. Uh, can you please name the 12 tribes of Israel? Reuben, Simon, Levi, Judah, Dan, Naphtali, Gad, Asher, Zebulon, Issachar, Benjamin, Joseph. <laughs> you have this pulled up on Google, don't you? No, I don't. You can look at, you know. Because I, <laughs> listen, I looked this up. So I have the Google page open on 12 tribes of Israel. And you recited every single name in the order that I'm seeing in the screen right now. So the way to memorize it is by wife. So you have to do, you know, Leah's, then the handmaidens, then Leah again, then Rachel. Now, this is one of the questions on, on the, the deacon test, apparently. Really? <laughs> yeah, so you have to name like the 12 tribes of Judah, the Beatitudes, the, uh, what else is there? Like the fruit of the spirit. So I, I've been memorizing them, the 12 disciples. Wow. So you actually memorized this one. You weren't like getting help from your wife yeah, or anything? Yeah, my wife? No. <laughs> Unfortunately, the, the seven churches and revolutions is not part of the deacon test. <laughs> okay. Um, right, let's hey, move do you want me to hold my hands up so you know, I'm not typing no, or anything? No, I, I believe you. And then um, I know you said uh, you didn't want to do a question that Pastor Walton told me not to ask, but there's a burning question that I have inside okay. my heart. And since you are uh, becoming one of our new deacons, I thought you might be fit to answer. So when we're doing um, the bread and wine, obviously right now we're getting those like plastic packages, right? But when right. we go back to normal, where we're like ripping the bread from Pastor Steven's hand, I always get a big, like a bigger chunk because, you know, like, you know, it's free food, right? I, I do too. I get a bigger chunk too. Right, right. Now, my question is, as a deacon, will you allow me to bring in 
some butter to put on that? <laughs> uh, no, because I, you know, I don't think we're supposed to butter flesh. I don't think that, that that's proper seasoning. I think okay. uh, flesh is supposed to be, you know, a la carte, al dente. Jam, no, jelly, no no marmalade, nothing, no, nothing, nothing of the sort. No. So just bread. Uh, you know, I think we have to follow what Jesus did at the Last Supper. So if he didn't put bread, butter on his bread before he gave it to the disciples, I don't think we can either. Listen, all I'm saying is that during the Last Supper, there is no way that Peter didn't, you know, dip his piece in a little bit of hummus, okay? <laughs> or olive oil or something. Yeah. I'll tell you what, why don't you put the butter in your mouth first and then put the bread in and then mix it together that way? Okay. All right. So I'll give that a shot. <laughs> so so uh, don't freak out if you guys see me uh, taking a bite out of a stick of butter. As, before. Uh, it has to be before. Yeah, it, okay. Before. <laughs> okay. Okay. Gotcha. And then, <laughs> um, let me see. You said you're not into any books because all you do is read at right. work. Um, what kind of uh, entertainment do you uh, keep yourself busy with at home? At home? You know, honestly, it's, um, it's watching the children. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> I work till five, and then okay. I try to watch the children till their bedtime, and then I still have to, like, lay down next to them. And then a lot of times I fall asleep doing that. So, um, yeah, I mean, entertainment-wise, um, I mean, sometimes I'll watch Korean dramas, um, you know, if, if they're really big. So uh, sometimes I'll do that. Sometimes I'll watch sports now that it's back on. Mm -hmm. um, oh, we play board games as a family. Oh, oh right, right, right. Um, what kind of board games have you been playing? Uh, so we did Battle of Hogwarts, since my son really likes uh, Harry Potter. Okay. Uh, Ticket to Ride, Pandemic, Splendor. Uh, we used to do Settlers of Catan, but you know, that's a little difficult now. So. Why do you say that? Oh, just because you need like a lot of people, like four, uh, three, four people. So, I mean, I've been trying to teach my son how to trade using uh -huh. Settlers of Catan, but uh -huh. it hasn't been going well. So I'm like, no, no, you got to ask for more. Ask for something else, something else. Don't just treat what you want, you want and need. Right. So, <laughs> so uh, you're trying to teach your kids to be a little more greedy. <laughs> so last year, right? Like, Sung Yup, like, asked where his wallet was. And uh -huh. then, like, you know, he, like, took it to school or, you know, he took it to school. He came back with, like, these, like, these cheap toys. I'm like, oh, where did you get it? And he said, oh, you know, Johnny gave it to me. And I'm like, oh, that was nice of Johnny. And then later he said, well, actually, I paid Johnny a dollar for it. And I was like, well, why didn't you tell us? And he's like, well, I thought you guys would say no. And I went on Walmart and the cheap doy that he bought was like 25 cents. And I was like, dude, you overpaid by like a dollar, right? Like, get us <laughs> mom and dad. We might have said yes, but we could have saved you 75 cents. Like, you know, after that, I was like, man, I got to teach him, you know, to be like a, you know, more savvy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least your kid didn't uh, trade in like his cell phone for that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're still too young for cell phones. Right, right. Um, and then this is this is the moment that I've been waiting for. Um, I asked you to share something that most people in our congregation might not know about you. And you said that you placed third in a dance contest in Korea. Can you talk to us about that? Sure. So I think I was uh, seventh grade at the time. I was in Korea for the summer. Okay. And when you go to Dungdaemun, uh, the Dungdaemun market, there's okay. like a, there's a there's a mall called the Millionaire Mall. 
And when okay. I was there, they had a stage set up. Okay. And they asked people to come up to do like a dancing con, like they were having a dancing contest. Okay. And, you know, I think there might have been like scouts out there from like, you know, various talent agencies. So I volunteered to go up. <laughs> And, uh, you know, you know, I busted out my moves and I came in third place out of three people. <laughs> now, technically, in my mind, I came in second place. But the guy who was in second place was so pathetic that I think they, like, gave him second place because they felt sorry for him. And I ended up in third place. But, uh... Wait, I thought it would have been third place out of like a hundred or something. It was really only three people? Yeah, only three people volunteered to go up that day. So I came in third. But I tell people I came in third place. Can you uh, describe your uh, dance routine to us? It was like, uh, it was a lot of um, wave motions. Like, okay. uh, like matrix, like slow moving wave motions. Okay, I'm feeling um, it. Okay. Yeah, and uh, you know some some fancy footwork. There nice. might have been some hip gyrations. Oh. I, I think I was wearing like one of those flannel shirts that was big back then, so I okay. might have taken that off and swung it around a couple times. Oh wow. Okay, I'm gonna have to censor this part out. It's it's getting a little too steamy. Mm -hmm. Um, and you said uh this uh dance competition is how you met your wife. No. <laughs> <laughs> She might have been there in the audience. I don't know. It was a long time yeah, ago. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, <clears throat> let me see. Final question. Describe your dream vacation. Yeah, I don't really have a dream vacation. I mean, I will say that, like, after backpacking Europe, I'm over European cities. Because after a while, they all look the same. They all have a <laughs> church. They all have, like, cobblestones. So... I think like more natural things, um, you know, Zion, like national parks, uh, the fjords in Norway, uh, I've been wanting to see. So just seeing, you know, nature, I think is, is a lot more impressive to me than, than going to a city. Can you recount a, a visit that you had that was like all, all inspiring for you? So I was, uh, I was in China okay. for, and uh, I went to Pektusan. That, oh. That's the uh, mountain uh, on the Chinese side. So that's the mountain where the Koreans think they come from. It's like a crater lake. And yeah, yeah when you got up there, you can see why, you know, Koreans thought that because it is just breathtakingly beautiful. Like the water glistens on the crater lake. I mean, it looked amazing. Yeah. And like North Koreans believe that like Kim Jong-un was like born there under a <laughs> rainbow. Like from Steve, they're born. Yeah. Yeah. From like a unicorn or something. Yeah. Pretty but I mean, it, it really is a pretty place. I can see why, you know, people would come up with myths and legends about that place. So I thought the entire mountain was in North Korea. Is it so is it like one side is the Chinese side and then the other side is North Korean? Yeah, I think it originally was all Korean and then the Chinese sort of encroached and took, I don't know, I'm probably going to get in trouble now. But yeah, the border, I think, is like halfway. So yeah, the okay. border is like half. So you can approach from the Chinese side. You can't oh, approach okay. to the North Korean side. So... Yeah, when I was there, there was like a bridge that led to North Korea. Half of it was red and half of it was blue. So the red side was the Chinese side and the blue side was the uh, North Korean side. So okay. like the Chinese people I was with was like, oh, yeah, why don't we go visit North Korea? 
And I'm like, really? You can do that? And they're like, yeah, just don't say anything. Just walk across the bridge. We'll hang out in their town and then we'll come back. Yeah, that's a no for me, man. It's like the scariest thing. <laughs> there, um, I think some of our congregation members have been talking about this, like, uh, what is it, like Korean drama where, like, a woman accidentally, like, hang glides into North Korea. Yep, that's, and, the, like, last, that's the last Korean drama I saw, Crash Landing on You. So yeah. I, only, I only watch it if it's, like, really big, and then I wait for it to finish so I can just binge it. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it showed what North Korean life was like. Apparently, the, um, the people who helped write it were, like, defectors. So oh, really? Like, I didn't like know that. True, yeah, it's supposed to be, like, a true, you know, how, how village life in, in North Korea is. But then I think people were really upset because it really idealized it. So, like, you didn't see people starving or anything. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just thought, like, the premise was so absurd. You know what I mean? Oh, there's, there's definitely, like, a fake CGI tornado. That we're like, this is like the fakest thing we've ever seen to get <laughs> to North Korea. <laughs> okay, but you, you you basically almost lived that uh, drama. You almost uh, hiked hiked into uh, North Korea, and we might have so, never seen you again. So I, I did jump over the bridge. Like you know, I went to the middle of the bridge. I jumped over to to the blue side, the North Korean side. Took a quick picture and then jumped back before the, the guards could rush me from the end of the bridge. Right, and and then and before the, their ideology seep into your brain, you right, back. right. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, Seyang, we are uh, nearing the end of our interview. Um, so two things I want to ask. Uh, first of all, do you have uh, any other members of our congregation that you want to recommend for this interview? And then also, can you share any prayer requests that you might have for the congregation? So there's, so there's really a lot of interesting people in ELM. Mm -hmm. So I thought I would like paint you a portrait of some people and then you can tell me if they're interesting or not. So like, there's like a married woman who grew up in a communist country who has a black belt in Taekwondo. Like, is that okay. someone who you think would be interested in? That, that I, I would be very interested in interviewing okay. her. How about, how about a married man who went to one of the top graduate schools in his field? Okay. Has children, decided to quit his job, and is now volunteering by planting trees. Wait, now, who are these people? Why am I, why is this my first time hearing all these crazy stuff? <laughs> All right, how about, how about uh, a guy who used to work at a soap opera? I think it was like Young and the Restless or Bold and the Beautiful. Okay. And then later, he went to Korea and taught English to a member of Son Yoshide and Big Bang. Really? Okay. Don't give away the names now because I don't want the listeners to like, I don't want to spoil it for the listeners. Just um, send, send me a text afterwards. Uh, th those three names, okay? And then... <laughs> but seriously, uh, there, there's a ton of interesting people yeah. in Yelam. I just wish they, they'd all volunteer. I mean, there's someone else who like could have worked with like one of the big comic book artists, but decided not to. He's like an artist. Really? Wow, I, I had no idea. Songs. Yeah, so there's, there's tons of interesting people in ELM. Yeah, um, yeah. But I guess, I don't know. Conrad's pretty interesting. Half New Zealand, half Chinese, grew up in Australia, met his wife in missions in India. Decided to move to Philadelphia. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Conrad's, his, his, Conrad's definitely on our uh, target list. 
So I don't know if his dad was just bragging to me, but his dad once told me that Conrad could have been a professional cricket player. Really? But that might have been That's just nice. his dad exaggerating, but you know, you can ask him about that. Okay, okay. Um, it's still, still not too late for him to go pro. I just want to say that. Um, and then uh, before we end, uh, do you have any prayer requests? Um, so I've been reading the book of Joel and um, in Joel, you know, there's like this locust plague going on. And, uh, and Joel calls for his people, you know, the Israelites to repent and to return to the ways of the Lord. And I think, you know, my prayer request is just for us as a nation to repent. You know, before, you know, this whole started, the, the whole COVID thing started, you know, the last presidential election, you know, we're talking about making America great or making America exceptional, you know. And I think this, this COVID has really exposed just how selfish we are as a nation, how we don't love our neighbors. Um, we're not even willing to, you know, put our masks on for them. Um, so I just feel like we as a nation need to repent. Um, you know, a lot of people think being a Christian is voting for this political party or that political party or making sure that the Supreme Court is packed with justices will force Christian values. So just as a nation, you know, that we should repent and return to the Lord. So I think that's my prayer request. And also to pray for our leaders. Um, when I used to read like first and second Kings, you had all those horrible Israeli kings. And you always thought, how could people live during those times with that like horrible king? So um, just to pray for our leaders, for them to have wisdom, for them to have compassion. Um, yeah, just, just for our nation. Because I feel like right now with everything that's going on, we're not really uniting. We're more tearing each other apart. Amen. Amen. Sayang, thank you for sharing that with us. And thank you for sharing a taste of your life with us. With that said, uh, I'm going to let you go. Uh, to enjoy uh, playing board games with your family. Ah, it's bedtime. Gotta put them to bed. Right, right. All right. Thanks, son. All right. Thank you, Seo. Thanks, Steven. Thanks, Seo. All right. <laughs>